Good morning, Westerns. Go ahead and have a seat. We are in the second week of a new series called Spoken Word, and um, it's probably not a surprise to you that we think the Bible is important and that reading the Bible is also an important thing that we should do, but we wanted to do that a little bit differently. Oftentimes, that's something we sort of do on our own, um, and we're sequestered, and what would have traditionally happened is people would have gathered together like this and listened to the Bible read, and, and we've been doing that for centuries. That's a huge part of our Christian tradition. Uh, so that's what we're doing today. We're going to read through the entire book of Habakkuk. <laughs> that's not how I said it when I was a kid. That's I always said Habakkuk. Apparently I was not saying it correctly. Chewbacca. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, I probably have been way more excited about that book when I was a kid. Um, but we're going to read through that book in its entirety today. And the way that you will get the most out of this is following along in your script, um, reading back to us the, the sort of little catchphrases that we have for you to say in each section. And then when we are singing songs, at times we'll invite you to stand and sing with us. Some of the songs are more sort of stories that you're going to listen to. Some of them are more um, interactive and we want you to stand and sing. All right. The Bible was never meant to be read. Its earliest audiences would have listened as the letters and prophecies were read out loud in public. Hearing the word read out loud invokes new understanding. The original audiences would not have heard single verses, but entire books in one sitting. These audiences understood the context of this scripture, leading to fewer theological errors and less severe positions, policies, and procedures. Today at Westwinds, we continue this tradition of spoken word as we read through the entire book of Habakkuk. Hey everybody, how you doing? Good, good. Good to be with you. I had a funny, just before we get into Habakkuk today, I had a funny experience this week where my, my Facebook memory was something from Westwinds. And when I, when I first saw it, I was so, so viscerally gut punched. I couldn't believe what I was seeing because it was a normal Sunday morning uh, back before we had an apocalypse and I was on stage with my cell phone and I took a selfie like I turned around and, and showed all of you to the internet land and it was so crazy to see how many people were packed in here. I was like, you're all going to die, don't you know? <laughs> so, so it was great to have some semblance of normalcy now where we're having people returning to church. Welcome to all of you who are online, but it's, it's great to feel like slowly but surely, not not quick enough and, and not surely enough, but slowly but surely uh, we're getting back to the space where it's just, it's just good to be worshiping together, right? I mean, it's just good to be in the room. So God bless you for being here. Pray the Lord keeps you safe. Pray the Lord keeps everybody at home safe. And, and we're excited to read Habakkuk today. Uh, to read Chewbacca today. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That's going to be in my head now the whole entire time. And uh, the, the whole book is a, a dialogue between the prophet Chewbacca and, uh, and God. And so, yeah, so, so Kelly's going to read the part of Habakkuk and I'm going to read the part of God. And then last week, of course, you said you had such kind feedback for us where you, you said repeatedly, Dave, we love reading the Bible out loud. We love when you read the Bible out. Don't make us read the Bible out loud. We hate that part. Don't make us read on and on. So what we did was we selected tiny little phrases from each part of the book of Habakkuk. So you'll say the same phrase over and over again when, when you're getting cued on the screen. Um, and, and, and we'll practice that here in a sec just to make sure you know how it goes. But uh, I want you to understand the book of Habakkuk is largely about, about justice. And Habakkuk's complaint that, that justice doesn't exist anymore. And he's looking at his world going, the legal system's broken, the government's broken, 
Evil people get away with absolute murder. There's corruption in every corner and we don't know who to trust anymore. God, are you ever going to show up? And what's a trip is that we picked this book months ago in a time where maybe not as many people felt like that was quite as relevant as people do now. And so there's sections of Habakkuk, which again, we, we planned months out that, that today for, for Americans feel really uncomfortable that today for you and I it feels like it feels like Habakkuk is speaking to us about us about our situation and about our own complicity in it and about our own responsibility and you might even say that he's something of a prophet because his words speak loud and clear today and so we as the people of God man we want to we want to let the spirit of God speak to us through the word of God and and we don't want to just read it and go well that clearly applies to you know this politician that I don't like or this public figure that I think is a fraud no no this this is this is about me and this is about you and this is about how the spirit speaks to us about us and grows us into something better something more honest something more beautiful amen so when you see periodic little bits uh, come up on the screen that say congregation, then you're going to read along. And in the first section, you're going to say the phrase mul- multiple times, uh, how long, O Lord? So let's try it right now. How long, O Lord? How long, O Lord? All right, let's get started. God, how long do I have to cry out for help before you listen? How many times do I have to yell violence before you come to save? Why do you make me see iniquity and cause me to look on wickedness? For destruction and violence are before me. Strife continues and contention rises. The law has become paralyzed and there's no justice in the courts. The wicked surround the righteous and justice has become perverted. at the nations wonder and be astounded for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told how long O Lord behold I'm raising up fierce people to march throughout the earth they will take possession of homes that do not belong to them how long O Lord they are dreaded and feared Their justice and authority originate with themselves and are defined only by their decree. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than evening wolves. Their charioteers press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle, swift to devour. They come for violence, all their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. They scoff at kings and princes and scorn their fortresses. They simply pile ramps of earth against their walls and capture them. 
Then they sweep by like the wind and go on, guilty men whose own might is their God. How long, O Lord? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, you who are eternal, surely we shall not die in the middle of this disaster? We shall not die. O Lord, our rock, you have sent these evils to correct us, to punish us for our many sins. We shall not die. Your eyes are too pure to approve evil, and you cannot look favorably on wickedness. Why then do you look favorably on those who act treacherously? Why are you silent when the wicked destroy those more righteous than they? We shall not die. Why do you make men like the fish of the sea, like reptiles and creeping things that have no ruler and are helpless against their enemies? Must we be strung up on their hooks and caught in their nets while they rejoice and celebrate? They offer sacrifices to their net and burn incense to their fish, because through these things their catch is large and they live luxuriously and their food is plentiful. Will you let them get away with this forever? Will they succeed forever in their heartless conquests? We shall not die. Now I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my post. There I will wait to see how you will answer my complaint. We're going to take a short break from the reading of Habakkuk. And I always think it's fitting to acknowledge that Habakkuk is complaining. There's lots of complaining in the Bible. I, I wish perhaps there was less, but the truth is there's often lots to complain about. But one of the major themes that comes out through the book is that in, in the midst of so much complaint-worthy circumstance, the appropriate response of God's people is to step out in faith, to say, no matter what's going on out there, we choose to serve and honor God. No matter what happens in the world, we are in control of what happens in our hearts, what happens in our minds, and what happens in our homes. And one of my favorite biblical scholars is the Old Testament scholar, Walter Brueggemann, and, and he's referred to the Bible, and, and I thought this is such a great image, as, as compost. He said, you know, compost is not the place where you get new growth. Compost is old, dying things that are living together. But when you take compost and you mix it in to the seeds or to the flowers, then they grow and become all these new and, and vibrant forms of life. And that's what we do with the Bible. They're not writing any more of the Bible. This it's pretty much done. But when we read the Bible and we apply it to our lives, we mix it in with our, our marriages, we mix it in with our businesses, then, then new life springs up inside of us as God's spirit gives, gives birth to, to you and me and the people that he's forming us into. So this morning we're going to worship God with our giving. And even though there's all this craziness out there, like Habakkuk, we're going to be people who, who mix the scripture into our lives and live faithfully. Amen? So, ushers, you come forward, let me pray for us, and we'll keep reading and singing. Lord Jesus, we put our trust in you. We don't, we don't put our trust in the news. We don't put our trust in social media. We don't put our trust in our relationships. We don't put our trust in ourselves. We put our trust in you. And when everything else is falling apart, when everything else is crazy, we know, Lord, you are steadfast. You are faithful. You are a sure foundation. And so as your people, God, we worship because we believe, because you've been faithful, and we can see the track record of your faithfulness and your protection all through our long lives and through many lives before us. So, Lord, please receive our gifts in the spirit in which they've given, the spirit of faith. Amen.
Let's keep reading. Write the vision. Make it plain so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. For still, the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. Even though it delays, wait patiently. Ache for the coming of the vision. And look at the proud. Bloated by their self-importance, yet empty of soul. They're lifeless inside. Yet the person in right standing with God, loyal and steadfast, is fully alive. Moreover, wealth is treacherous and betrays the arrogant man who can never be at rest. The greedy open their mouths as wide as the grave, and like death, they are never satisfied. They are cemeteries filled with dead nations, graveyards filled with corpses. They are lifeless inside. Don't, people, don't give people like this a second thought. Soon, the whole world will be taunting them. But sorrow awaits you, thieves. You've become rich by extortion. But how much longer can this go on? How long before your victims wake up, stand up, and make you the victim? Because you have plundered many nations. Now all survivors will plunder you. For you committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. They are lifeless inside. Because you have looted many people, all people who are left will loot you. Because of human bloodshed and for the violence done to the land, to the city and its inhabitants. Judgment is coming upon those who obtain ill-gotten gains for their house and think by so doing they may be rescued from evil. You've engineered the ruin of your own house. In ruining others, you've ruined yourself. You've undermined your foundations, rotted out your own soul. The bricks of your house will speak up and accuse you. The woodwork will step forward with evidence. Judgment is coming upon those who build a city with bloodshed and establish their towns by violence. They are lifeless inside. People work hard, only for fire to destroy their hard work. And people pander for things which have no lasting value. But the time is coming when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Who do you think you are? Giving your neighbors too much to drink so you can gloat over their shame, but soon it'll be your turn. Come, drink, and be exposed. Drink from the cup of the Lord's judgment, and all your glory will be turned to shame. You cut down the forest, now you will be cut down. You destroyed the animals, so now their terror will be yours. They are lifeless inside. What good is an idol carved by man or a cast image that deceives you? How foolish to trust in your own creation, a God that can't even talk. What sorrow awaits you who say to wooden idols, wake up and save us. To speechless stone images you say, rise up and teach us. Can an idol tell you what to do? They may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. They are lifeless inside. Yet the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the earth hush and be silent before him. Lord, I have heard of your fame, and I stand in awe of your deeds. Renew them in our day, in our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. In wrath, remember mercy. 
I see God moving across the deserts, the Holy One coming from the mountains. His brilliant splendor fills the heavens, and the earth is filled with his praise. His brightness is like the sunlight. Rays flash from his hand, and there is the hiding place of his power. Before him goes the pestilence of judgment, and the burning plague of condemnation follows at his feet. He measured the earth. He looked and shook the nations. Then the eternal mountains were scattered. The everlasting hills sank low. His were the everlasting ways. I see people in distress and the nations trembling in terror. In wrath, remember mercy. Was it in anger, Lord, that you struck the rivers and parted the sea? Were you displeased with them? No, you were sending your chariots of salvation. You stripped the sheaths from your bow, calling for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers, bringing waters to dry places. The mountains saw you, and they writhed as if in pain. The downpour of waters swept by in a deluge. The deep uttered its voice and raged. It lifted its hands high. The sun and the moon stood still in their place, at the light of your arrows as they sped, at the flash of your glittering spear. You marched through the earth in fury. You threshed the nations in anger. Furious, you crushed the godless. In wrath, remember mercy. You were out to save your people. You struck the head from the house of the wicked to lay him open from the thigh to the neck. With the enemy's own spears, you pierced the head of his hordes in recompense for when they stormed out to scatter us, rejoicing like those who secretly devour the oppressed. You trampled the sea with your horses, the surging of mighty waters. I heard and my whole inner self trembled. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay and rottenness enter my bones and I tremble in my place. In wrath, remember mercy. Oh, go ahead and grab a seat. Let's say thanks one more time for these guys for leading us in music. Because that's uh... We have one last little section of the book to read and then a, an epilogue that will be on the screens. But I want to give you the encouragement that Habakkuk speaks to us today. The Bible still speaks to us today. And, and the more we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, the more we have our faith set confidently placed in God and God's promised future, the more we're going to get through this. Because dark days may be coming, but after the dark always comes the dawn. God made it that way, God made it so, and God never fails. Amen? Amen. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be upon the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. Amen. 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 quietly. 
prayer for us all as we go out into this week is that where we find chaos, we would bring peace. Where we find sadness, we would bring laughter and joy. And that we remember whose we are and whose strength we live in. Be blessed. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time.